Curtin Cade Mornings, not just on the radio. It's a podcast, too. Jesus said in John chapter 15, verse 13, Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. You know, our culture tends to idolize romance and even the love of parents for their kids. But Jesus said there was no greater love than sacrificial friendship love. What does that look like? Rebecca McLaughlin was with us to talk about that very thing. She's got a new book out, No Greater Love, A Biblical Vision for Friendship. We talked about a lot of nuances with this, including uh, messy friendships, uh, the risks we take, and being disappointed in our friendships, and and, and walking through, uh, I don't know, sometimes uh, friendship can be like walking through a, an area with a bunch of landmines. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was a good conversation, though. We haven't talked about biblical friendship probably, I don't think we ever have, really putting the spotlight on this issue, and uh, maybe you've been thinking about it lately, too. That's kind of the way God works. Let's dive in. Hey, Rebecca, good morning. I'm so glad you made some time to hang out with us. Good morning. I'm glad to be here. All right. So why in the world did you decide, okay, I I want to talk about biblical friendship? Is it kind of like what I was alluding to, the fact that Maybe we don't really think about it that much, so we don't talk about it as believers, and it's just not even on our radar sometimes. Gosh, it was a whole range of reasons. One was just reading the Bible and seeing um, not only those incredible words you've already quoted from Jesus on on the night that he was betrayed by by one of his friends um, to his death, the night that he was going to be denied by another one of his closest friends three times, the night that all his other friends were going to abandon him when the going got tough that he said greater love is known than this, that he laid down his life for his friends and presented deep Christian missional friendship as uh, something that is, is meant to emulate and copy and be, be based on his sacrificial love for us. So that was one of the, the prompts. Um, looking through other New Testament scriptures and seeing the incredible level of intimacy to which we are called with brothers and sisters in Christ, um, as Paul calls us uh, to be brothers and sisters and to have that sort of sibling relationship, um, as he calls us, um, as Christians, to be one body together, as he refers to individuals who he loved as my beloved, um, and even to Anisimus in his letter to Philemon as his very heart. You know, we see this incredibly intimate and meaningful language around um, relationships between believers in a, in a totally non-romantic context. Um, I feel like we we've kind of lost sight of uh, in our in our generation. And the more I've thought about this and the more I've um, uh, experienced this, not only in my own life, but, but uh, as I've read the scriptures, the more I thought, ah, th- this is the missing piece in our conversations about sexuality today, actually, um, because we have lost the biblical vision for love between believers of the same sex. We've actually also, as, as Christians, um, lost our, our deeper understanding of, of why marriage is male, female, and how that isn't just a, a sort of a cruel and arbitrary um, thing that the Bible says, but actually something that truly leads to human flourishing, um, because we don't actually have a story of hate as Christians to offer the world. We have a story of love. Wow. They will know that you are my followers by your love for one another, which uh, exemplifies or, or shows up um, in various ways. Well, that's good. In the New Testament, the Greek word most frequently translated friend is What? Philos. So let's talk about that. What does that really mean then? 
Yeah, I, I think sometimes people put too much weight on the, the different Greek words that we have for love. So, for example, there's the word, um, famously the word agape, um, which is often used for, for sacrificial love in, in the New Testament, but not only. And philos is, is often used to describe um, the, the love that we can experience in, in friendship that is, is significantly different from eros, which is the sort of sexual love in particular. And we, we see that love um, <clears throat> described in, in, in really important contexts and ways. And we see that we're called to um, brotherly love, um, that word uh, Philadelphia, from which we, we get the, the city's name, um, the, the love of brothers um, and uh, by analogy, the love of, of sisters is a deeply rooted New Testament concept that we, um, as Christians, it, it's sort of our, our birthright to live into that, and we, we are poorer for it if we don't. Hmm. And of course, you bring up uh, the disciples, Jesus' close friends, and you take a look at that, and you're like, okay, I see weakness, I see denial and betrayal. You alluded to that. Um, you know, we're all sinners in need of a Savior, and that's just so true. But in a well, we know it's true of marriage, right? I mean, it's a great place to learn how to live the Christian life. <laughs> it's because it knocks off, hopefully knocks off some of the rough edges. It shows us how selfish we can be, and it also gives us the opportunity to extend forgiveness and mm-hmm. offer, uh, you know, our, our spouse grace. So you've got that, but see, God can also use friendships in the very same way. And I think a lot of us, would say that we have experienced some of these messy situations, but friendships, I don't know. I'm thinking it's a mess worth making, uh, and you're making the case for that in your book, too. Yeah, I think it's really easy for, for those of us, which my guess is it's almost all of us uh, listening in today, those of us who've been really hurt in the context of friendship, um, it's easy for us to think, do you know what? I'm, I'm just going to pass for, from now on. I'm going to I'm going to kind of hide my heart away from friends. Um, it's just not worth the risk. And that's something that I think people can conclude, you know, in, in middle school or high school or, or early adulthood. And I, I, I get it. Um, my, as I say, my guess is all of us have been deeply hurt in friendship. And it's the sort of situation where the more that you have invested in a, in a friendship, the more painful it is if things go wrong. Um, you know, maybe a friend who you were really close to, it just sort of took a big step back from you. Maybe they, completely disappeared from your life. Um, maybe they just moved. And, and so it was a situation where um, there was there was no kind of intention on, on their side, but you, you lost somebody who was very important in your daily rhythms or your weekly rhythms. Um, you're just gone. And, and those, those scars and pains are real. But just as in every other kind of relationship that we as humans um, might be part of, whether it's relationships with, with our parents, with, um, with a spouse, with, with children, we know that part of loving somebody is risking hurt um, if that relationship goes really badly wrong. And we know that it's also risking just the little hurts um, that maybe require us to, to extend forgiveness without a conversation and sometimes require us to, to actually bring up a, a hard situation and um, let somebody know how their, their treatment of us has, has hurt or, or recognise how we've hurt somebody else and, and be willing to apologise. And, and some of those harder conversations that we are we expect in the context of marriage and we expect in the context of, of parenting and even in, in sort of biological brother and sister relationships i think we need to expect those in the context of friendship and be willing to to fight for friendship when when things are difficult thank you for taking some time to listen to this episode of the curtain cape mornings podcast 
We always welcome a review with your thoughts and comments, and please feel free to subscribe and follow us as well. In a world where social media is very prominent and, uh, oh yeah, you know, Facebook friends, social media likes and friends and this and that and what have you, it's just so interesting. Um, Even though we are more connected than ever before via technology, yet it seems like we're we're even more alone than we've ever been you know it's it's just a kind of an irony isn't it yeah i think we've we've been sold a lie when it comes to love actually um, and when it comes to meaningful connection i think it's really easy in, to think that you can find deep meaningful connection um via social media and there's, there's one sense in which you can you can connect with somebody perhaps you didn't even know before and, and develop a real relationship with, with, with somebody who perhaps you met on you know facebook or, or twitter or, or, or whatever that's that's certainly possible i have some friends i've i've connected with that way but i think we have this um idea that's been sold to us that the more you know the more followers we have the more likes we get and um, that that is is really where we're going to find um, a sense of validation and, and a sense that people love us. And, and truly it's not. Uh, no matter how many followers you have, they are never going to be worth half as much as real friends. Um, I'm sort of in a weird position in life at the moment where I have you know, a, a lot more, more followers than um, you know, that I'd ever thought that, I'm, that I might do. And, and frankly, I would, without, without a second set of hesitation, I would give them all up for the sake of one of my close friends. Um, and, and I think we've, we spend so much time investing in our kind of online identity and um, trying to make out that we are um, lovable and desirable and um, you know, popular online. And actually it, it's just destroying us. It's, it's tearing us apart and, and we are so much better to invest in in real people in our lives and i'm not saying you know therefore never be on social media at all yeah but one of the the most most incredibly wise things that jesus said of all his incredibly wise and true things was that where your treasure is there will your heart also be Mm -hmm. and building up treasure in the real people you can connect with in real life versus in the sort of um masses of people um out there in the online world um is going to lead to so much more human flourishing have you ever heard the phrase, you want a good friend, then be a good friend? So, so the question is, what is a good friend anyway? What's your definition? That's such a great question. I think one of the, the pieces that's vital in Christian friendship, as opposed to just you know general friendship, is that Christian friendships are built around the mission of Jesus. Um, one of the, the metaphors that the New Testament gives us <clears throat> for relationship between between believers, like close relationship between believers, is that of fellow soldiers. And if you think about soldiers going out into the battle, they're not just going on holiday or vacation together. They're not just out, you know, to have a good time. They're actually going in, in into battle, and and they um, they have each other's backs. They they train together. They live together. They fight together. They die together. And as I think about what it means to be a, a deep Christian friend, part of what it means is not. Um, just focusing on, on, on one another for the sake of the friendship, but actually getting shoulder sh- to shoulder with a, a brother or a sister in Christ and helping each other to move forward in mission. So that means encouraging each other. That means praying for each other. That means hearing each other's struggles and sins and burdens. It means challenging each other. It means calling each other out on sin um, in, in a loving way. There are a few, few more loving things that we can do 
to somebody than to know them well enough to be able to identify an area in their life where they're actually really not submitting to Jesus and to say to them, hey, I've, I've noticed this um, area in your life and I would love to be alongside you and to help you dig out of that area of sin or to help you move forward in that area of, of, of growth toward sanctification. Um, mm-hmm. But we need to really know each other well to be able to do that kind of work. Boy, that's true. You're right. Hey, Mark, you were mentioning to me uh, during the break that you are dealing with a challenging friendship right now. Yeah, it was a friendship of more than 20 years from where I lived in Minnesota, moved to Florida last summer, uh, and then just kind of with the busyness of having moved, uh, there wasn't communication over a two-month period. Uh, This person tried reaching out to me through a different medium other than just by phone, missed the message, but then received an abrupt message saying, since you don't want to talk to me anymore, uh, just hope you're going to be okay with the coming hurricane that's coming. And so I was taken a little bit off guard of that and have tried to follow up with a couple of messages just saying, hey, you know, sorry, things have been very busy, still trying to get settled. Uh, Didn't mean to offend you. And uh, that person uh, then went to unfriend me off of Facebook and did not return any of my messages to reconcile. So it's been, you know, 14 months later, not Mm. sure what to do. Mm. Rebecca, what do you think? Yeah, one of the the challenges of, of friendship is that unlike um, marriage, it's actually one of the inbuilt differences between marriage and friendship, is that whereas when I married my husband 16 years ago, we signed up to um, be married to each other for the rest of our lives, um, you know, come hell or high water, as they as they say. And, and one of the differentials between uh, marriage and friendship is that friendship has an element of freedom, actually. Um, uh, we are designed to be close to more than one friend, and we go into friendship with the understanding that for a variety of reasons, whether it's um, whether it's moving or whether it's, um, you know, at times misunderstanding or, or um, difficulty that, that somebody might actually choose to, to move away from us in friendship. And whereas there can be there can be sin bound up in that. Um, and I don't want to comment on your particular situation there at all. And um, you know, I'd love for your friend to be able to hear you out um, and to, to reconnect with you. We also, um, we don't have the ultimate kind of promise from friends that they will stay with us in the same kind of friend configuration. Thanks for listening to Curtain Gate Mornings Podcast. Please take a minute to follow, subscribe, and review us. And no matter where in the world you are, you can listen to us live from 6 to 9 a.m. weekdays on the Moody Radio app.